Good morning, good noon time, good noon thirty, good evening, good afternoon, good good midnight, good midnight, thirty, whatever time of day it is. See, I want you to know, hey, I'm Lynn Ferguson, and I approve this message. I'm Lynn Ferguson, also known as Lynn Tennyson, your host here on the show. Lynn Spins, it's a podcast dedicated to Black life in America and all over the world, and music. Today, I want to talk about Don Bluth. He is one of the world's best animators and producers. Want to know want to know more? Will you just sit back, relax, grab a snack, and let's jump in. Let's so I thought I'd put an episode out about this guy before but seeing as I love his work so much but apparently I didn't or I deleted it or it's maybe it's in an episode where I thought it was the main focus but it actually wasn't the main focus of the episode so I'm just not remembering which one it is but the man we'll be discussing today is Don Bluth he is a creator uh, an animator by trade who was Born in El Paso, Texas, I believe. And he was born in 1937. Now, most people don't know, but this man actually, like, kind of gave Disney a run for their money for a minute and, like, reinvigorated Disney. Like, you could argue that if it weren't for him, Disney might have closed down. That actually is, is like, where the main part of the story begins, but of course there are the beginnings, so I'll start with that. But basically, I believe it was Snow White and the Seven Dwarves that he saw when he was a child or younger that made him say, you know what, this is what I want to do. I'm an animator. I'm going to work for Walt Disney Studios at some point in the future. And he ended up actually doing that. <laughs> he made it happen. And he was very nostalgic about Snow White. He always has been. So it's always guided his hand in animating and producing content. Disney did end up taking him on. He started off as just like an in-betweener. So that's a person who is supposed to like come up with the end in between concepts between the real animators, the main animators who are going to come up with the actual concept for the character and like between that and like production. So like for instance, Dan Haskett created the first actual drawings of Ariel and Belle before they were redone specifically Ariel was redone by a white artist or animator and really fleshed out the way they wanted her to be fleshed out apparently but he quickly progressed like he was I I don't know if he was one of the top people when it comes to you know quickest promotions at Disney Studios but like he was promoted quickly like one of the first things he worked on was I believe Robin Hood in 1973 
And within, like, by the next year, he was already promoted from, like, his, you know, lowly animated position, you know. And this is just after he returned to Walt Disney Studios in 71, I believe. So, like, in 73, he was put on Robin Hood, which would make it not the first thing that he worked on with them. Um, I think the first thing, one of the first things he worked on with them was actually um, Sleeping Beauty. But after he worked on Robin Hood in 73, just the next year, he produced Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2 in 74 as the directing animator. So, and then he also did The Rescuers several years later, which is my favorite one from 1977 because people love the one from the 90s and it was great, but it was just like, it was made almost 30 years after the first one was made. <laughs> it's not going to be, you know, my favorite, <laughs> most likely. But he went on from that to create Pete's Dragon in 77, um, the same year of The Rescuers, which is an epic ass fucking classically themed, um, just like most of his other work, Disney tale. And then, of course, the small one he produced in 1978. But the small one was a Don Bluth film. After Pete's Dragon, that was around the time that there was talk of like closing down Disney and Disney's, you know, hits were misses consistently and things that they were putting out were just not doing as well as they really should have or people expected them to do. Like even a decade later, you have The Great Mouse Detective, which, you know, didn't even do um, anywhere near as good as it um, should have, even though I love that movie. And honestly, IMBD gives it a 7 point one out of ten and it's got a 79 almost 80 percent on rotten tomatoes and a 73 out of 100 uh through metacritic so it's clearly a great movie but you know it's one of those underrated gems that you know only a select few of us get to really appreciate but don bluth created some of your favorite films when he moved his studio to ireland uh, per the Irish government's request, <laughs> it was on in Krakulakin because that's when he created The Land Before Time. The Land Before Time. He also created Anastasia some years after that, but that was after um, a, you know, kind of leveling, leveling off and stagnant period of his career. You know, after he did The Land Before Time, for some reason, everything he was putting out were just hits and misses, like Rockadoodle and Thumbelina, which, of course, those are both hits to me, especially Thumbelina is a classic. It's a cult classic, but that's the thing. It's a cult classic. It didn't become a an amazing movie and one of the best movies until years and years after it was produced. You know, until my generation came out and, and got a little older and started watching it. And although I was watching it from like four years old, because it came out when I was born. And All Dogs Go to Heaven didn't even do as well in the theaters as it should have. But it is an epic movie that everyone loves. First and second movie. But 
I think his first like classic, like total hit was an American tale. People don't know that he's made so many of these great movies we know about from our childhood, The Pebble and the Penguin, Titan AE, Anastasia, Rockadoodle, Thumbelina, All Dogs Go to Heaven, An American Tale, A Troll in Central Park, and Scratch That. His most acclaimed film, his biggest success, is The Secret of Nim. He did Gift of the Hope, which I, Hope, which I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't know anything about that. I'm gonna have to look into that. And Pete's Dragon is Disney, but of course he did that. He also did the small one, which has the best rating by everyone, and is is everyone's really favorite Don Bluth movie. It's crazy, actually. He also did Banjo, the the Woodpile Cat, and I remember seeing bits and pieces of that. I don't really remember that movie, but I definitely look forward to seeing it. But I just wanted to come through and let you all know about Don Bluth and how amazing his content is and how amazing of an animator he is. And... um, even though he had what people consider a whole bunch of blunders after he had so many successes. Number one, he still had so many successes. And number two, do we know all of Miyazaki's films? The guy who created Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke, <laughs> House Moving Castle, Castle in the Sky, Castle of Cagliostro, My Neighbor Totoro, Ariety. Like, do we know all of these? I don't think we do. I can't even name all the ones that I don't know because I don't know them. I know them in the sense of I know they exist, but you know, you usually don't know everything that someone has done. And to know so many great things. To be able to just sit there and name like 10, 20 movies this guy created that are the pinnacle of most of our childhoods in my age range, like that's crazy. He's he's dope. But I'm Lynn Ferguson, also known as Lynn Tennyson, your host here on the show. And I welcome you next time we jump in. Lynn.